Texas Business Minds, a presentation of the Texas Business Journals, brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. In this episode, San Antonio Business Journal Editor-in-Chief Tony Quesada profiles entrepreneur Cameron Davies. The founder and CEO of Cruising Kitchens has built a business empire and is serving up more than tricked-out food trucks with mobile COVID testing clinics, boxing promotion, and entertainment ventures. Well, thanks, Cameron, for joining us on Texas Business Minds. We've really been looking forward to this discussion. Could you start by giving our audience a description of what Cruising Kitchens is? So Cruising Kitchens is a mobile business fabrication company. The name Cruising Kitchens obviously doesn't do it justice because we build so much more than just kitchen trucks, but we are the largest producer of custom mobile assets in the world. And we build for Gordon Ramsay, HEB's disaster relief vehicles, Steak and Shake, now the Ghost Kitchens for Reef Technologies. And we do it right here in San Antonio. And how long have you been doing that in San Antonio? What does it look like at Cruising Kitchens? Like, give the audience a, a mental picture of what it looks like over there. So our shop is like West Coast Custom meets Fantasy Factory. We have a basketball court right in the middle of our shop. We have full workout capabilities. We've got a barber shop. But more important than anything, what allows that is the production. We have a 64,000 square foot high volume production facility where our custom shop is housed. And then just down the road, we have a 73,000 square foot facility where we do, we have our ghost kitchen fabrication in our entertainment offices. How many folks are, are working at Cruising Kitchens? Cruising Kitchens directly is 48, but then through the entertainment company that produces the TV show and the other stuff, we've got a, right under 100 people. Yeah, and that's really, uh, maybe people don't, aren't aware of your television side of the business, the entertainment side of the business. Talk about that. What, what is that? It's the best form of advertisement a company can have. You know, we produce our own TV show. We put it on Motor Trend right in the midst of COVID-19. Um, we were the second highest rated show on a time by self-produced, self-promoted show. Um, and then we became the highest rated show on Motor Trend. And now we will be making the jump to a much larger network that we'll be able to announce fairly soon. Um, but it's used here. Is it like a reality show? I think some people might be familiar with like a show like Pawn Stars. Is, is it that type of show or is it? But, is but it more documentary more type of show? No, it's more real. You know, it's, we do it, we film it organically. Um, we produce it organically. So it's just a day in the life of it. You know, every episode has a reveal and a story. So on, you know, season one, one of the six episodes, we built a van for a girl that was dying of ovarian cancer and actually ended up donating $150,000 van to her. And she lived the rest of her life out in that van traveling the world, teaching people the awareness of ovarian cancer. She, she took the last picture of her life in that van. This episode, we did a van for a gentleman, Xavier, who now works for us, but he was born with no arms and said that he would never be able to drive. And we created a vehicle that allows him to drive, took him to get his driver's license, donated the vehicle to him, and then offered him employment. And he is now on our sales force and one of the most amazing people you'll ever meet. And so, you know, you have the feel good, you got the corporate builds like we do for the Raising Canes, the Tip Street, but then you have, you know, the kind of cool, rustic, hot rod type build. So it's a little bit of everything. So... When did you start this business and like, how did you start this business? So back in the day, I was building cars for NFL athletes and they were in the league, out of the league. I was young, you know, probably not the best businessman at that um, point in my life. Went broke and my wife and I found out that we were um, pregnant with our daughter, who is now 10. And she said, you better figure something out. So I started the boardwalk on Boulevard, which was the first food park in San Antonio. 
And with that came worldwide recognition. People started asking me if I could build kitchen trucks. So again, I self-taught myself a little under 11 years ago, and now we build more than anybody in the world. So the company is about 11 years old? About 11 years old, yep. And the growth trajectory has, has obviously been tremendous. So what do you see as having been the keys to your growth? High quality standards on our workforce. You know, my name goes on every vehicle that leaves this facility. And so it's, it's not only that, but it's, you know, these are mobile assets operating as brick and mortars. And so you have to have a warranty department that handles, you know, the day-to-day either misuse and or stuff that comes apart. And we've done that. And, you know, we are the pioneers in this industry. You know, people always ask me, hey, did you see so-and-so coming built this? And I say, no, because if I'm watching somebody else, I feel like we're going backwards. But, you know, there's a tattoo on my arm that says, without family, I am nothing. And that's how I run this business. Although we're getting more corporate um, because of our rapid growth, we still run it like a big family. And, you know, outside of how amazing our facility is and how great our builds are, it's how happy the people that work here are. And that means more to me than anything. Yeah. Now, 2020 has, has been a difficult year for everyone. I was wondering if you could talk, though, about, you know, how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected you and how you've managed that and any other challenges that 2020 might have brought for you. So I still remember when the pandemic really struck for me. I was in Washington, D.C. I was about to, I, one of my fighters said the boxing, you know, entertainment company was about to fight. And we got a call, you know, that, it was going to be in an empty arena. Then long story short, we got there we were right by the Pentagon and, you know, helicopters are flying by. People are freaking out. And it's kind of like, man, this is, this, this is real. So fast forward a couple of weeks, I get back, I get to San Antonio and it's just, I mean, every, every call I get is a, a client of mine and their, their build, they can't, you know, afford to move forward with their build because they've been furloughed or they've lost a contract. And it was just, it's like the world was ending and more to me than anything, it was, I was trying to figure out how I was going to keep everybody employed. There's a lot of families that depend on us on Friday. I mean, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. You know, I had, I had so much stress. I had, you know, acid ate a hole in my esophagus. I was throwing up acid to get through a day because these people depend on me. And I knew that. And, you know, what I did finally is I, I distanced myself from social media, from the news and from radio and just really focused on what I needed to do. And a negative became a positive. We restructured. We figured out how to push through. And to be honest with you, now we're as busy as we can be. I mean, I, I, I we don't have any more footprint. I mean, we have 137,000 square foot of facility space, and we're full. So now we're looking to open four or five more facilities for a company called Reef Technologies to handle their ghost kitchens. And it's just been insane. You know, you always got to make a positive in, in, in everything. And, you know, I rallied together with my team. The, the most rewarding thing is I remember Homeland Security, a buddy of mine that works for them said, hey, look, man, we'd like you, if you, although you're essential, we'd like for you to shut your facility down for a couple of weeks. And so I called a production meeting like we do every on, on Mondays and told them all I loved them and, you know, attitudes are contagious. But one thing I got to tell them is we're going to have to shut our facility down for a couple of days. And I couldn't get them to leave. They thought it was a money thing at first. And like, we'll stay here and we'll work for free. And I'm like, guys, it's not the money. It's it's the, It's safety. And so, honestly, every day, everybody reached out to me, hey, can we go back to work? Can we go back to work? Luckily, we have a COVID-19 testing company in Davies Med Clinic. So, we brought everybody back, and we've done a really good job. If somebody's feeling symptomatic, we get them a test. But we've only had two cases to date, and we've been able to work around those. Now, through that, you've had a number of milestones in 2020. So, before we get to 2021, I wonder if you could just kind of tell the audience a little bit about some of the big things that did happen in 2024 at Cruiser Kitchens and, and your corporation. 
So, you know, we signed a deal with Reef Technologies to be their ghost kitchen division, and that's now numbers as crazy as 3,000 um, units will build. We grew about 25% grew in the midst of a pandemic. You know, we we're the number one TV show on Motor Trend, self-produced. And, um, you know, it's just we provided a lot of opportunity more than anything. We've employed a lot of people in this amazing community that we live in. Um, love San Antonio. Call it home. Um, and it's, it, there's a lot of growth. Well, it was, it's interesting because, you know, San Antonio has an iconic business, Whataburger. It's based here. And uh, I, I believe you had some news in 2020 related to Whataburger. Yeah, we built a, we built a, a vehicle for them on season one. It was the highest rated episode we've had to date because Whataburger got behind it. They're the, one of the most amazing companies that I've worked for. You know, I'm blessed. I get to work for the HEBs of the world, the Whataburgers of the world, the people that are doing good tips, treats, um, a lot of local but, but amazing companies. And we've gotten to show that, you know, through the show, which is a great outlet for them and us. And, you know, it helps their business. It helps us. But Whataburger was just great to work with, you know, from Ed Nelson to, you know, just everybody, Donna Tuttle, everybody involved in that project. It was, it was just an absolute honor. And then we got to reveal it and give products away to teachers that were going back to school in the midst of this pandemic. And it was, it was really rewarding. But to see the type of work that Whataburger does for the community and to get to learn their story in, in depth because of the show was great. It was awesome. Now, a couple of times you've alluded to ghost kitchens and the work you're doing with ghost kitchens. But again, for the sake of those who haven't heard that term before, can you talk about what those are? And it seems like that's been an op- one of those silver linings, opportunities that has come up. Can you talk about that? So ghost kitchens are basically like a brick and mortar, but operating on a, on a mobile platform. So you can take the equipment that you would have in a storefront, put it in a kitchen and run it like a kitchen. But you have delivery services like the Uber Eats of the world. If you're like that, they come up to the trailer, deliver the food. So you have them in, you know, downtown communities everywhere. You know, right now people don't want to leave their house to go to restaurants. And, you know, the, even the footprint in restaurants is so condensed, you know, down to 25 and some percent in some cases that these things operate and the food's just as good. They just put it on a mobile platform and it's easier for health code reasons. And it's also, it's a rapid growth strategy. You know, you can be a, a Wendy's per se, right? To where you have a thousand locations and you can go into these reef ghost kitchens for a fraction of the cost of a brick and mortar and then operate at a higher volume and profit. So that's one thing that people have realized during this pandemic is, you know, they, we've kind of been the lifeline of some companies. Perfect example is Smash and Crack. Average food truck does $240,000 a year. They're doing $290,000 a month, you know? And so what people have realized is during this pandemic, that a mobile asset can be more profitable than a brick and mortar. And so that's the strategy behind Ghost Kitchen. Say, I can can build a trailer for, you know, 15th or 20th of the cost, put it in and run it just like a brick and mortar. And people just come up and get the food and leave. You don't have to have an outside footprint. Is a Ghost Kitchen built the same way as what most people think of when they think of food trucks or are there some key differences? Structure is really important because, you know, your average food truck operates six to, you know, 10 hours a day on the high side to where a ghost kitchen is operating 18 hours a day. So there's just a couple structural features, but everything else is built like your traditional food truck or trailer. And do most of them operate like where they park in one location or do they actually go around making deliveries or is it both? They're, they're location specific. So basically they're called ghost kitchens because most people don't ever even see them. Um, they're, you know, behind a tree or behind a fence, but they're, you know, when you go to look at a company's footprint and locations, it shows up as a location because it is truly a location. 
it's crazy, man. It is, um, it is something that I never thought I would see. You know, and I've been preaching to people a long time that why mobile assets are so important. A lot of times people just used to look at these as advertisement vehicles, but now they're for profit and people are seeing why. Cameron Davies joining San Antonio Business Journal Editor-in-Chief Tony Quesada. In our next segment, Davies shares how he got into healthcare. When Texas Business Minds continues. I'm Rich Gregasco, President and CEO of Texas Mutual Insurance Company. To everyone who has been hard at work providing the things we need during this crisis, we say thank you. You truly are essential and we're proud to be on the job with you. More at TexasMutual.com slash on the job. Continuing our conversation on Texas Business Minds as Cameron Davies joins San Antonio Business Journal Editor-in-Chief Tony Quesada. Now, of course, you said at the, toward the beginning of our conversation that, that Cruising Kitchen does much more than, than food trucks. And recently, you have gotten into a completely different line of business in healthcare. Can you talk about that? Uh, I believe it's called Davies Med Clinic. That's correct. Yes. So I, I was doing David McClinic. I had a boxer that um, needed a fight on ESPN card. I couldn't find anybody. I, the lab were not getting our survey results, you know, right. It came to like the last 10 minutes of him being able to get on a flight and I, that was enough. So I said, you know what, I'm going to set up our own mobile assets and I'm going to, you know, start a medical company and I'm going to name it Davies Med Clinic. And the tagline is going to be the future mobile medicine. I understand that there's a kind of a shelf life on the COVID-19 testing, but then, you know, following that, people are still going to need tests, but then there's also the vaccinations that we're working on right now. And then after that, just the standard of medicine. You got to realize that the day of going to the doctor when you're sick is not going to be there anymore. You're going to go to these outside type platforms and you can do everything in one of these clinics that you can do and these mobile clinics that you can do in an actual clinic. So it's kind of funny story. I opened up a, a, you know, one location and then I was doing some print jobs and some print work and I looked and I was like, who's that? And a buddy of mine walks in and I'm like, what are you doing here? And he goes, oh, I'm getting my science from my uh, med clinic. I'm like, med clinic, that's what I'm doing, you know? That was on a Friday. We joined as a partnership on a Saturday and activated our, our first unit together on, on Monday. Now we have 45 mobile assets. And so, you know, it's comprised of a, you know, a gentleman, Patrick Dudley, who has a staffing company, Scott Campbell, who is our chief medical officer, and then Frazier, who's our technology. We have an app that's the best in the businesses. You download the app, you register, you come up to the location, you stay in your car, you scan, we swab, you have results to your phone, real-time results at a 96% accuracy rate in 15 minutes. Amazing. That's amazing. And so is this um, is this a separate incorporated division or is this is it all fit under Cruising Kitchen's umbrella? Davies Enterprises is divisioned under that, but Cruising Kitchens does build all the mobile assets. So switching gears here, you talked about how you started this with your wife and you have young children, but can you talk about what it's like having a family owned business? Because your wife is involved in the business, isn't she? Yes, she is. How does that work? You're obviously very devoted to this business. You spend a lot of time with it. She spends time with it. How is that? Is, is it almost like, like the business itself is, is part of your family? Can you talk about that, that, that dynamic? You could not have said that better. You know, I, my kids have been raised around our facilities. You know, although we've become successful, I want my kids to know what, what hard work is. You know, I wasn't raised in a high-income, you know, household. 
but I appreciate the value of a dollar. You know, definitely going broke and coming and rebounding and having a great run at it for 11 years. But my wife's my rock. You got to understand it takes a very strong woman to have a man work as much as he does. I work 100 hours a week, but I do it strategically where I can still be there with my kids at night. If we have to travel for business, we try to take the family with us. But also my wife's understanding that, you know, she's a mother first. So she gets the kids to school. She comes in, works her day, and then goes, leaves at 2.30 and gets the kids. And a lot of times brings them up here so they can see their dad. They can, you know, do their little boxing routine. And then, you know, I get to come say hi, and then I see him at home at night. But it's a, it's a challenge, man. It's, you know, with as much as we got going on right now, you know, we're building a new facility. We're starting the med clinic. You know, the music side of the entertainment company and the boxing side are really growing. And so it's about surrounding yourself with good people. And I feel that we build a, a, a hell of a family on the business side. And so it allows me opportunities to go grow other platforms, but you know, obviously cruising kitchens is our bread and butter behind everything. Sure. And you're talking about building a team so that you can execute these visions that you have. Can you talk about the company culture that it takes to do what, what you do? And what, how would you describe that company culture at cruising kitchens? Family. I mean, it's just what it is family, hard work, you know, dedication to being the best. And, you know, I, like I said, every Monday I have a production meeting. I tell everybody that works with me, we call them all together in our mega facility and I tell them I love them and I tell them attitudes are contagious and, you know, we're in this together and I have no turnover, you know, outside of some people have made mistakes and you have to sometimes let them go of their duties, but it's just the culture that we've created. That's I, I can't explain. You have to come here and see it and feel it to understand it. You know, like I said, outside of, you know, we have this mega facility, we have, Larger than life builds, but more than any compliment I get is just is just how happy our people are. And it's the truth, man. You'll come in and I say again, attitudes are contagious. There's just you come in, you do a tour, and you have your vehicle, and you leave just going refreshed and with positive energy. And that's the culture we've created. I mean, it's we built some awesome stuff, but we have a lot of fun doing it. Now, San Antonio, this is where you're building this corporate structure. Why San Antonio and what makes San Antonio the place for cruising kitchens? The people. I grew up in Georgetown by Austin, spent some time in Austin, and it wasn't for me. You know, when my wife and I got together and decided that we wanted to create a family, we knew that San Antonio was a place. I've been here about 20 years now, and I wouldn't live everywhere else. I've had opportunities to sell my business and, you know, never have to work again, but except for the five years, you know, of my service to them, and I'd have to move to Florida, California, and I won't do it. And you can't put a price tag on, on happiness. And I, San Antonio is a big city. It's kind of still a small town mentality. And so um, it's a perfect place to raise kids. I feel safe in this community. The community of San Antonio has supported us in all of our business ventures. And it's just, there's great employment here. People are dedicated to the cause of making San Antonio grow and hip, you know, and the Pearl's done a good job of kind of bringing some spotlight to the, our city is cool. It's just, the story needs to be told. And, you know, we're getting to tell that through our TV show, which is great. Yeah, that is cool for San Antonio. So as an entrepreneur, and we obviously have a lot of folks who listen to this podcast who aspire to be uh, successful like you are, but as an entrepreneur, you, you obviously learn sometimes lessons the hard way. That I was wondering if you could share some of that uh, for the sake of our audience. You know, one is not cutting, not cutting costs. You know, I remember one time we tried to put a generator on that a client provided us, and I knew not to do it because we, we build the these projects turnkey and I put a generator on nothing to do with the install caught fire, almost caught the truck on fire. And I said to that day, I am never going to do what I said I wasn't going to do. Um, but also as, a, as an entrepreneur, you got to realize this is not a nine to five. 
I mean, the duty calls. And when duty calls, you got to, you know, you got to move on it. And so, uh, lessons learned, to, you know, to control your product, do proper business, and not all all money's good money. Not all good money's good money. I've turned down projects in the past. I had a guy cuss me out when he wanted to build a three hundred thousand dollar pizza truck on a three thousand dollar truck chassis, and I knew it wasn't going to handle the the weight of the kitchen and the pizza oven. Gave me the fu, walked out. Three months later, that truck was sitting in a graveyard because it was wrecked because the chassis gave out. And so it's just. It's stick to your guns. If you're in, it, it, you know, I feel I'm the best at what I do. And I'm not trying to sound arrogant, but I've studied it. I've lived it. I've learned it. I've built it. I've started from the ground up and I appreciate things. And with that being said, you just can't cave in on, on what you know is right. What do you see as the future? What's next on the horizon? Or is it, are you kind of busy managing the, the med clinic and the ghost kitchens? Or do you see, what are your long-term visions for Davies Enterprises? And just growth. I'm geared different. I know that if it's out there and the opportunity arises, then you got to take advantage of it. And, you know, it's like this ghost kitchen thing. I mean, Tony, they basically said you can build as many as you can build. We'll take. I mean, so now I'm setting up other infrastructures. I think the growth of cruising kitchens is there. I want to continue to grow the platform and provide a safe opportunity in boxing. Um, we started a gym called Davies Boxing and Fitness, which we're trying to coach fitness. I think if COVID-19 has taught anybody anything, that fitness is very important. Health is important. We have a transportation company that transports. We have a print shop that prints. I mean, it's just to continue to grow the assets that we have. And then I'll probably venture into a couple more businesses in 2021. But uh, I told everybody I wasn't, I was done. But, you know, then opportunities come up and, you know, you got to capitalize on them. Cruising Kitchens and a couple of our entities do well enough to where some of the entities I start don't make a lot of money, but it provides opportunity. And as, as bad as that sounds coming from an entrepreneur to say, well, they don't make a lot of money or make much money. For me, it's not about that. It's about providing opportunity and I can keep these people employed. And I know that I can make more money if I, you know, paid them less or did things like that, but it's just about running it like a family and, and treating people like you want to be treated. And so they'll grow along with the other entities. You just got to give it time. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate your spending some time with us on Texas Business Minds and best of luck for your future endeavors. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Texas Business Journals and brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas.